politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and forgotten American taxpayers to the one and only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house for another terrific week of broadcasting here on March 15th, Monday, the Ides of March are upon us. We are politically homeless. Where do we go? Where do we go to find a home? Well, we are creating that home. Folks, I am always excited to come back on a Monday. I I literally cannot wait. It's hard to be away for, for even two days now um, because I am reinvigorated. I'm really enjoying this movement that we have created a movement out of the show. So many of you who have signed up for ConAction.network, um, our Constitution Action Network, to really serve as strike force teams, to fight back, particularly in the red states and counties, to say no to tyranny, no to de- decrepit un-American values, no to COVID fascism, no to open borders, no to endless crime and Soros prosecutors. These are all issues we're going to be dealing with on the show as well as in our groups. I did spend all Sunday talking with several different state team leaders, so we're going to hopefully get some teams set up, a couple in Texas, uh, Missouri, North Dakota. I'm looking at a couple of other states. It is very time-consuming, so as I said on Friday, if you want to join and you really think you have what it takes to be a team leader, you could sign up at conaction.network. I mean, everyone should sign up there, but let us know if you want to be a team leader. I think it's one of the items there on the form. And again, we will have a better website up soon. And when we get incorporated, we will have a way of donating through a crowdsourcing. Uh, we don't need a ton of money. It's literally, literally we're going to be counting it in the thousands, not the hundreds of thousands. And this is going to be an all-volunteer army. And speaking of all-volunteer armies, we're going to talk about today how our military has gone from red meat to red-blooded communism, feminism, socialism, transgenderism, un-Americanism. We're going to get to that. We're also going to get to some of the COVID fascism stuff and how we fight back in the States a day after I published my hit piece on OSHA for lying and evolving on their own science of mask wearing. They're now threatening to mandate on every business in every state in the United States to wear a mask or else, violating every facet of their protocols for valid PPE. But first, a word from our sponsor. Speaking of red meat, folks, um, my Twitter handle is Red Meat Conservative. So I'm a red meat type of guy. But I think, as we all know, if you guys uh, ever have a barbecue, the next day you're still digesting all that meat. You kind of feel it in you for a long time. Well, here's a tip for that. Drink red wine to go with that red meat. Not only does it taste great, but red wine actually makes you digest meat more effectively. In fact, according to some studies, it even makes red meat healthier. But not all red wines are equal. You don't want some mass market red wine full of chemicals and pesticides. Instead, you need to check out Extreme Altitude Malbec from Argentina. Extreme Altitude means grapes grown at around 9,000 feet. 
fed off pure snowmelt, no excess chemicals, um, no added garbage. It's got notes of blackberry, leather, smoke, and dark cherry. And folks, I'm just going to tell you, I mean, I've gotten into, I'm not much of a drinker, but, you know, sipping a little bit of wine at the end of the day, everyone wonders how how I handle the stress. And it's, it's tough because I feel like just pulling my hair out some days, um, seeing the truth so closely up front and uh, watching men be turned into women, women be turned into men, criminals into victims, illegals into citizens. That's why I go to conservativewine.com. I'm telling you, these guys are not just any other wine. Um, They're telling me they just got another special shipment of these wines in, including one from the third highest vineyard in the world. Higher means purer, so my listeners can get 50% off if you go there today. Just visit conservativewine.com. That's conservativewine.com to get the healthiest, purest red wine grown in the world. Now, typically I would start today with the OSHA stuff because I think that ties very much into our legislative agenda, our action items, um, our freedoms, but... (laughs) I think there's something more fundamental to talk about that really, in my mind, is the precursor to the tyranny and a nation willing to go along with the tyranny. A nation willing to go along with such lies and tyranny is really a nation that is rotted out culturally. Many of you saw me last night on Mark Levin's show. I was on his TV show at the end of the show talking about the $2 trillion COVID bill and the bankruptcy But, folks, what's going to get us before the fiscal bankruptcy is the moral bankruptcy. The cultural Marxism is going to get us before the fiscal Marxism. In fact, it has already gotten us. Our country is already gone. It's gone. We have to rebuild in a couple of areas to create an oasis of freedom. But it's the values that matter. Typically, I focus on action items of policy, information you need to know, not these like Twitter war dust-ups between different personalities. But I think you would all agree with me that what Tucker Carlson has exposed in our military, that the generals are a bunch of communist, feminist weirdos that have rotted out our military worse than Hollywood at a time that when we need a deterrent against China and all of our enemies— They're nothing but a bunch of, um, I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like the military has become be all you could be, literally, where men can be women. Women can be men. Oh, and you can't go on a military base unless you wear a Chinese face burqa, but you can't carry a firearm while the Saudi foreign trainees are roaming around. You could not have possibly destroyed a military more than that. Get them involved in the conflicts they should never be involved in. In the nation-building humanitarian missions they shouldn't be involved in. Make them sitting ducks with terrible rules of engagement. The worst social experiments, where the entire purpose of having a military is to shove women in combat at all costs. The tranny agenda, the homosexual agenda, ban Christians from the military, ban conservatives from the military. Denude them of their own guns while they're walking around on bases. Make them cover their mouths while they're engaging in rigorous training. And then bringing in Saudis to train on our bases. 
these are the generals that have done this to us. Remember, Trump said in 2016 when he was running for president, our generals have been reduced to rubble. Sadly, he didn't clean out the swamp, and he actually elevated some of them to civilian positions. But what you are seeing, all these memes from the Marines and everyone, you know, saying, hey, Tucker, you're a wimp. We have these buff women that are going to beat you up. Pathetic losers. And then the backdrop of all of this is it turns out just a month ago, the very same... So one of these um, nerdy tweets came from Tradoc, and that is uh, training in Doctrine Command. It turns out they just embarked on a massive study to see how they're going to change the ACFT, right? That's the combat fitness test. At least the army combat fitness test. Because it turned out that while 10% of the men taking it were failing, 65% of the women who were taking it were failing. And mind you, it was already dumbed down designed to get them through it once they started putting them through it. So they're going to find out more ways how to do it. So it's the typical thing. Shut up. Women are just like men. They're just one of the guys. Well, um, I guess they're not, but we're going to find ways to make it equal in a different way. What? Huh? So this is, this is the military we now have. And again, before getting to the specifics, I just want to say... This is what I mean by there's nothing to conserve anymore. There's nothing to do. We're the revolutionaries. We have to fight back. We have to create our own oasis of traditional American values because it no longer exists. The military is worse than anything. Then what do we have left? What do we have left? It's gotten that bad. So over the weekend, I mean, we saw this unprecedented, and again, for, before we even get to the content of it, but just the fact that all these active duty generals could go and spar with a, a civilian media guy when they, they can never get involved in politics except for this. Because again, whatever the left wants to push is not politics, it's a religion. Women in combat is the new mask for this week. So they're putting out all these pictures of these buff women while wearing masks, of course. It was funny, Tradoc put out... um. This thing about mindfulness and yoga help prepare for combat. And then they tweeted a picture of a bunch of women in masks. I mean, if that doesn't exemplify our military, I don't know what does. Hey, China, watch out. China and Russia, we're coming for you. It, it just, it, it's, it's so sad, but it is so important. Because it demonstrates the broader cultural rock gut how far it has gone. It also demonstrates the war on science while saying they're going to follow the science. That's another thing. Sci- they don't follow the science of gender, just like they don't follow the science of transmission with masks. But it's truly unbelievable. Truly, truly unbelievable. This has exposed the military worse than even I thought. Now, we're going to get to this more, but first, I do want to 
warn you guys that we only have a couple weeks left to sign up. Slots are being taken up for constitutioncoach.com, their next exciting training out in Front Sight, Nevada, April 25th. They're going to have their next three- and five-day courses. It's a total of two- and four-days, respectively, of the gun training. Um, So many of you have said, Daniel, I don't know, I never handled a gun before. It doesn't matter. Even if you never touched a gun, you will come out from that training really operating a gun like a pro. You'll know how to shoot, headshots, um, you know, time shots, clearing all sorts of malfunctions, all three types of malfunctions, how to do a uh, an, an emergency reload, tactical reload, things like that. And you're going to have so much fun meeting fellow Patriots. I will be there as well. I'm not sure if I'm going to also be at May 30th. I'm going to try to go to both. We announced in our February training, that's when I started announcing Constitution Action Network. Well, now we have it off the ground where I could actually um, start forming state team leaders out of this. So this is a great time to organize together, go on a vacation together. Uh, There's no mask wearing. There's no COVID fascism there at Front Sight. You're going to hear from Rick Green, amazing Constitution trainings at night. It's a really a good precursor if you want to become a team leader or join a team, be involved in a team, also have a great time, great vacation, and learn the best defensive handgun training on the face of the planet for 10% off. Um, what's normally $1,000 is $100. The um, four-day course is 150 bucks. You have to pay for your own supplies and obviously the travel and lodging, but Again, 90% off with constitutioncoach.com. I hope to meet you guys there again, April 25th. It was truly an honor to meet all you guys last time. I know a lot of you um, made a mistake and didn't bring your wives because they didn't want to come. Now you know there's no excuse. Come this time with your wives. Come with your relatives. Come with your friends. We'll have a great time. Now, here's the deal. So we had all these pictures put out on Twitter from the Marines and everyone that they, they, they show here we're tough like they, they basically insinuated that the military is all for women and mil- women are you, you know I, I love when they exaggerate to the point beyond the willing suspension of disbelief where now they're, they're tougher than men they're more effective than men and it's just like what what do you are you retarded and and yeah they are um folks just to get the general tenor of what these feminist men generals are about, I wanted to play in honor of Rush Limbaugh. It, 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 I was trying to think of the perfect description to just depict the absurdity of these guys. And if you remember, in 2013, Rush had this great parody, um, we're fierce, we're feminist, and we're in your face. That's what these guys remind me of. So in honor of Rush, we're going to play... This Paul Shanklin parody that he uh, played on his show in 2013. Take a listen. We're fierce. We're feminists. Come on, folks. That's awesome. That, that, that's what our military generals are all about. 
Take that, China. We're fierce. We're feminists. And we're in your face. Just embarrassing. Utterly embarrassing, these guys. So, I I, want to teach a very philosophical lesson here. Um starting with the gender stuff, but branching out to everything we're seeing with the destruction of our values, cultural Marxism, the way liberals operate, and the way conservatives run away from the fight, which is why we are where we are. And basically, that's this. God created natural law. Okay? Now, natural law doesn't necessarily mean it's scientific law to the extent of, like, the laws of gravity, that it's ironclad. Okay? So it doesn't mean that you can't get away with violating natural law. You could. It ain't going to work out well, but you could do it. What the left does is they poke a hole and say, hey, we're just going to do it anyway. We're going to have men marrying men. You see, we did it. The world didn't fall apart. So don't tell me we can't do it. Don't tell me it doesn't exist. Huh? Huh? Or, you know, we'll be like, there's no way you're going to have mask wearing indefinitely on children. They'll say, hold my beer. We're going to go do it. See, Daniel? See, we're doing it. They think that proves that they're right. And as we all know, God has given us natural law, but he has also given us very strong free will and a body that, to a certain extent, could adapt to things. But not really in a good way. You could get children wearing masks. Is that good for them? Is that going to work out in the long run? Of course not. But it doesn't mean you're all going to drop dead the minute you do it. And it's a similar thing with women in combat. There are, you know, half the country's men, half the country's women. You have millions, you know, uh, tens of millions of, of women, tens of millions of men that could potentially sign up for the military. Anyone with a half a brain knows that women's bodies, God didn't create their structure, their bone structure, their skeletal structure, their muscular structure, just even their hands, forearms, things that you don't even think of. They weren't designed for war and for good reason. They're supposed to be the mothers, the wives, the builders of civilization, um, not to do hard, heavy physical labor certainly not the ultimate labor which is which is warfare now at the end of the day it's not like women are ants they are human beings uh, you know usually a couple inches smaller or shorter than men you could go if you want and obsessively force them into a situation and obsessively train them and you could put out photo ops of them doing stuff now we all know it's never going to work as well as it does with men Most of them are going to fail the standards. And the few that kind of get there are going to be pushed through with uh, some extra manipulation. And because of their bone structure, they're going to have tremendous injuries. This is what they don't talk about. You're not doing them favors. Because let's face it, even the men, I mean... Men, men who have been in combat, there's a lot of really long-term injuries from the training and everything. With women, it turns out it's, it's more voluminous, the injuries, and they're longer-term and more devastating. 
And that, and and again, because you are violating natural law. And then, of course, you could have the ones they'll show you here and there, the the butch, you know, one with the Adam's apple and the shaved head, shaved head, spitting and and drinking beer out of a can, like just like one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, look at me. I mean, but yeah. So what? We're gonna upend our social cohesion in the military because of that? It's just insane. But that's what they do. And even then, you know, the the Ranger School stories from a couple of years ago with those. All the scandals there, pushing them through it. Obviously, they're you know those were tough, but but that level you know they they couldn't pass without putting them ahead with it. So this is the sick irony of it. Even with lowering the standards, they're not they're having problems, and they're admitting it. They're openly saying it. They're the same until well they're not. But this is what liberals do. They do immoral things. Immoral doesn't necessarily mean impossible. At least, apparently. Kids, up on the surface, appear to be working out to be wearing masks. I mean, you'd be surprised what you can do to human beings. That you could never think it could work out. Like, come on, that's the most absurd thing. Liberals will take an absurdity and they'll challenge it. And they'll say, see, you were wrong. But no, it doesn't mean we're wrong. You know, it's amazing the ability of the human beings to live through those concentration camps during the Holocaust. All the stories I've read about it. Does it mean, like, it works? No, it doesn't work. It's the same thing here. It doesn't work. It's a mixture of having women get injured more lowering the standards, lowering the combat readiness, which we're seeing all the time. No one wants to talk about the 2015 Marine study. So basically, during Obama's second term is when he opened up all the combat jobs to women. And just as an aside, one of the most important things to observe while watching this whole insanity play out with the generals and the entire Pentagon just like feminizing is you see Tucker stepped on a bomb. This is like a religion. When you see the religious fervence behind putting women in combat, could you trust for a minute that they're not lowering the standards? It it all started off, no, no, we're not going to lower, women should be doing this as long as we don't lower the standards. And conservatives stupidly bought into that because they refuse to stand their ground on cultural issues, to speak out against the moral nature of putting women in combat. Well, look, if they could pass it, that's stupid, because what happens is inevitably, inevitably, once it becomes an institution, and you have the pressure, both internally and externally, to make it work, they're going to make it work. By not making it work, of course. And we knew that. So the only ones who even put up a fight was were the Marines under Joseph Dunford. He was like the last normal general of the Marines, and he retired shortly after in uh, 2015. And basically, this was a painstaking study of 400 Marines. They had all-male units and integrated units to perform combat tasks. It cost $36 million to study. And they noted at the end that the top 5% of women performed at or below the levels of the lowest 5% of male volunteers in the experiment. Then when they compared the teams, they found that the 
integrated teams performed worse in 94 out of 134 tasks. And they were probably all the ones that mattered. And all male teams were faster than the integrated teams in every tactical movement. It was especially noticeable with heavy crew served wep- weapons when moved, which which is obvious. Again, they take the toughest women, train the heck out of them, overlook some faults, push their bodies beyond what's morally right to do, and still, it's you know even those people at the end of the day, it's not going to be up to snuff because again, at the end of the day, when you're talking about marine combat units, you're not talking about average men, so it's just absurd. All male teams were more accurate shots than the integrated teams. And again, shooting a- accurate shooting, I mean, that's the least, that relies the least upon male and female gender differences. Um, and the female Marines were all drawn from those who had graduated from infantry training battalion and were infantry qualified. So they had already graduated from that. Now, you wonder how they did, and that's part of the issue. The all-male teams performed much better on other routine combat tasks. When climbing an eight-foot wall, male Marines would toss their packs to the top, whereas the female Marines required regular assistance getting their packs to the top. Which, again, I mean, it's un- even, even among the strongest ones, it's understandable. That's a very hard thing to do. But again, this is not a, a social experiment or a job. This is life and death and, and combat readiness. When carrying out mock evacuations of casualties, all male teams were much faster, except in cases where the evacuee was carried in a fireman's carry, and then it was usually a male Marine doing the carrying. Female Marines sustained significantly higher injury rates and levels of fatigue. That's an important one. Um, Females were injured at a six times the rate. 600%. That's the key. This is what people don't understand when you violate natural law. Same thing. You could shove masks on kids and... On the surface, you're conducting a class. But what are you doing to their bodies and their mind and their souls long term? Same thing here. You know, my wife is, um, you know, extremely small and narrow. Um, she's probably like, I don't know, somewhere in the vicinity of 105, 107 pounds. I mean, you could take people like that and have an agenda and try training them and, you know, bulking them up and whatever. But you're never going to really serve a purpose, and you're going to destroy their bodies. This is what nobody wanted to fight. Republicans were terrified. Oh my gosh, I'm going to look like I'm I'm against females signing up for the military. And it's like, no, you could sign up for the military. You could do a lot of things. But I mean, this is infantry. Why, Why do this? Why do this? Most telling was the differences found in anaerobic and aerobic power between the Marines in the study. The top 25% of females overlapped with the bottom 25% of males in the study for anaerobic power, and the top 10% of females corresponded with the bottom 50% of males for anaerobic capacity. For aerobic capacity, the top 10% of females overlapped with the bottom 50% of males. Aerobic is, is less of a gap. Um, overall, the results showed that while some women might be capable of potentially serving in the infantry, they would lag far behind their male counterparts and end up slowing down the unit. So why do it? And that, that's the joke. You can get the most buff whatever and the ones that their whole life they work at it to prove a point. You can get them to kind of 
you know, whereas the other ones obviously doesn't get off the ground. They could kind of go through the motions, but it's ultimately not going to work as well. It's not going to be as effective. It's going to be much more dangerous. They're going to harm others and themselves. So why do it? It makes no sense. They make it seem like there's this bottleneck of all these women. And then when you start reading up on it, you look where it's coming from. It's coming from this career business. It's not fair. They don't get the promotions and the salaries if they can. They, I don't, if you want to promote them, so freaking throw money at them. I don't care. Give them money. Have their own female system and give them equal pay. I mean, I don't think it's fair to have equal pay if you're not in infantry. They'll say, well, but we want to be in infantry. So if that's going to be the thing, I don't care. I'd rather just pay them off. But you can't do that to a military. You just can't do that. So that was in 2015. But it didn't matter. Just like all the studies and data we have on COVID just don't matter anymore. They do what they want. A day after, I, I showed how OSHA thoroughly, I mean, I dropped an atomic bomb in that piece on mask wearing. There's nothing more to say after that piece. It's done. OSHA themselves, a day later, come out and say, hey, we're going to mandate masks. So that's where we are with that. But folks... This just came out that, um, again, they found 65% of females are failing the watered-down standards of the combat fitness test. And listen to this. Listen to this. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Margaret Cagliari of Training and Doctrine Command, she told the Army Times last month, that the Army is, quote, looking at means to apply those scores based on gender to account for biological differences. So, I mean, wh- what are we doing? It's just like, let's put men in female sports. Oh, but there's a difference. They always love to have it both ways. So, again, I want to, there's a couple of very important philosophical and practical lessons that come out from all this. Number one, just the entire view of liberals towards women. Don't you find it funny how if you zoom back 30,000, you know, at a 30,000 foot view, they either view women as sex objects, just obsessively just porn and the immodest dressing and just the way they just, you know, the whole like porn culture and everything of women, or they're just one of the guys. They're either women are men too, or they abuse the femininity of women for immoral purposes. Nothing about these are ladies created by God, God's beautiful crea- creation of women, and their unique, beautiful role in, in civilization, humanity. You know, that just, it just bothers me. This is what Republic, conservatives and Republicans ran away from. Same thing, it's the whole gender bender, homosexual agenda, they ran away from it. And the reason they did it is because the left, like, that's what they do. They're like, hey, this is what we're doing. And, and we're like, oh, I guess, like, I see pictures of these women, like, doing this stuff, so I guess I'm wrong. No, you're not. No, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, they, the, the, they, um, the, the Marines tweeted out this, welcome, Tucker, this is our military, and they show this, like, 
square-jawed, buff-shouldered woman fireman carrying this more, like, girly-looking woman in, in the military and, like, you know, yeah, look at me, you know. It's just, it's just, it's so stupid. That's how the left argue every policy. And they think that somehow proves the veracity of their view. But it's just the whole destruction of women, really, in my view, is what led to the destruction of our civilization, of the cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism is a de-civilization. It's about dis- unraveling and dismantling civilization, the building blocks of family. And this is what they do with the, with the obsession about working women of childbearing age as well. We wonder why we have such a low reproduction rate. We wonder why we're, we're dying as a civilization. It's, it's a huge problem now. Everyone, all sides agree that that's a problem. And none of them ever mentioned, it's because you treat girls like boys from early on. Now, when it comes to careers, it's very different than combat because that's something that, of course, inherently, women are just as capable nowadays that most work is, um, you know, not heavy labor. Um, so certainly they are equal in that respect, and none of us deny that. But what they're not equal in is that, well, God has a little inconvenient factor for you that in order to produce the next generation, you got to have babies. In order to have babies, there's only one who could have the baby. So there's the pregnancy, there's the nursing, and then there's like the young child age rearing of the kids. And that's the thing. I mean, I got four kids. My wife was very talented, um, technical illustrator, graphic designer. She's just as talented in her thing as I am in my thing. Is she less capable of working her career than I am mine? No. But I'll tell you what is true. I am less capable of raising the kids at a, especially at a young age, than she is. I mean, that's just a fact. There's always exceptions to things. You could have a Mr. Mom where the guy is better with the kids at a younger age, and she's better at working, and whatever. And everyone has to work out their situation. But in a macro level, there are some women that they think, you know, maybe, maybe God means for someone to do a certain thing even during their 20s and 30s. And they find a way to make it work push themselves, push themselves and make it work. But in a, just like women in combat, in a macro sense, is it going to work out for civilization? If you have a thousand, you take a thousand women that are working full time, having several young kids, and a thousand women staying home with them, at that I don't mean never working, I mean that, that, you know, whether it's a 10, 15 year window, however many kids you have, but that window, I mean, you can't tell me qualitatively it's going to work out as well in those thousand people versus the other thousand. You can find a couple here and there, it will, it will, it will work out. But in general, and, and for some people, it's, look, it, 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 there's nothing they can do. Government has made it so hard for, to buy vital goods and services with the stupid market distortions and socialism that often you need two incomes even at that stage. And by the way, as an aside, this is also another important point here. They always talk about women not earning as much, and it's not true. It's, you're not comparing apples to apples. You know, so my wife missed so many opportunities for jobs, and it's a cascading effect in your career. So if you go 10 years out, 
it puts you 15 years behind. That's just life. It would do the same thing for a man. Well, it's not fair. Well, I mean, dude, that's life. I mean, what what do you want? In a macro sense, an individual woman, if she wants to pursue that, she can. But in a macro sense, if you want civilization to survive, it's not a 50-50 proposition. You can't. Because God made it that the women are the ones who have kids and also have the maternalistic capabilities of, of more effectively taking care of the kids. There's a very important role for a father, even for with babies and toddlers and young kids. It grows, I believe, you know, as they get older. Um, but, you know, still between the two, it's much more the mother. And anyone with, with a lick of common sense knows that. That's natural law. That is a fact. But when you discourage and encourage women that much, what you get is most of them, you can't do it. Just like, again, going back to the women in combat analogy. So you lower the standards or you get it doesn't really work. So same thing here. So many people just don't have kids anymore. And that's, that's why we're dying as a civilization. Some make it work, but it's really at the expense of their kids. You know, and a few that maybe have a lot of resources, they hire someone. And again, you know, sometimes you're forced to do it for limited periods of times. It all depends. But for the most part, if you have several kids that are young, it is really hard to make it work as if, like, you're the man. You know, 100%. 100% full-time. It, it, it just, it's, it's very hard to do that. Someone who wants to pursue that, that's their business. But from a macro policy standpoint, that, that's where we are with that. Now, I just want to go through the other, the other lesson here. And that ties into some of our other issues of the day, which is what this shows us is we, don't, we are homeless. We don't have a, a political home. We don't have a nation. We have nothing left to conserve. This is why I reject this notion of trying to be conservative as an end to itself. Conservative came from the term during like the French Revolution where they were trying to conserve the old order and there were some radical new ideas that were percolating. We keep acting like there's radical new ideas percolating. What this demonstrates is they're not percolating. They took over. They've long taken over. The status quo is hell. If you're conserving things, you're conserving hell. We need to have a revolutionary mindset. I don't mean become liberals in values, but in terms of tactics and strategies, we have to stop this business of, uh, let's let it go. It's not worth the fight. Masks aren't worth the fight. I, I remember hearing that all last year. Women in combat, it's not worth it. Nothing's worth the fight. And then we look around and we have no civilization left to conserve. So our mindset and this is why I keep pushing. I don't want to hear this dogmatic thing of I'm for limited government, so I think state legislatures should only convene for a few months. We need to have state legislatures in session all year and bang away at them because that's, their, that's our only recourse. We need to legislate because the bad stuff comes not through legislation. They already have it. The status quo means we lose. This is something I... I can't get through enough to my colleagues. They just don't have this sense of urgency. That's what I'm trying to do with Constitution Action Network. If you sit and do nothing, the evil will prevail. And let's give an example of this evil. 
just a day after I published. Well, actually, I saw it a day later. I should correct that. Actually, it was a day before. I didn't see it. It was from last Thursday. CNN reports. A federal regulatory agency is approaching the deadline to decide whether masks should be required at workplaces in the United States in response to an executive order by President Biden. On January 21st, Biden's first day in office, he signed an executive order that asked the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, to consider if any new emergency temporary standards are needed to protect workers from COVID-19. That could include masks in workplaces if necessary, the order said. And basically, OSHA is looking into setting safety standards for mask covering in all 50 states. It can enforce requirements anywhere from local shops to factory floors to large corporations. Failure by a business to comply with an OSHA requirement can result in fines, jail time, and legal liability. Mind you, what they are about to mandate violates everything OSHA said. The fit testing, the training, the brakes, the proper type of thing, which is a respirator. If we had a normal revolutionary conservative movement in place, already by today, we would have 31 legislatures passing a concurrent resolution saying, we are going to criminalize, we are going to arrest any OSHA agent that comes out here. Every county saying we're not going to do it. But folks, that's going to fall upon people like us. This is where the fight is. We need to get on the map just to have sanity to be able to breathe and follow basic science of humanity, something we never thought would be at stake. Children in school. As I said clearly last night, probably the first time you'll ever hear it on Fox News, I said when I was on with Levin, that let's be clear, masking of children is immoral. And the most unscientific aspect of this I said it straight out. And I talked about the need to fight back in those 31 legislatures and all the 83% of the counties that Trump won. You know, one of the things I um, I dealt with over the weekend when I was talking with some team leaders, so I was speaking with Michael, who might be our Eastern Texas leader, and Michael was telling me he's from Harding County, Texas. Near, near the east coast of, of Texas. And he was telling me that as soon as Abbott got rid of the mandate statewide, the city council of Beaumont said they want to go and um, institute a local mandate. Do you know that Harding County voted for Trump by a net of 74 points. So I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think that means 86 to 12. Okay? There is something seriously wrong there when we have elected officials that could say could even say that in public, much less implement it, and then not to have their heads bitten off. Proverbially speaking. This is what I seek to do with this new movement, to bridge that gap, to make the elected officials in the red areas reflect by hook or by crook the values of the citizenry in those respective counties and states. 
That's the best we can do. That's all we can do. Right now, we have zero. The left has a 50-state game. We have a zero-state game. I'm trying to primarily focus on the lowest-hanging fruit, starting from counties like that. We don't even have sane, moral, constitutional, scientific values in Harding County, Texas. We have our work cut out for us. Plain and simple. So folks, as I noted, my goal is to make red states red again. And that's what it is. You actually had an article I saw it over the weekend. John Barrasso, the senator from Wyoming, he basically responded to Senator Johnson's comments about BLM. Um, so I think it was on the on on Sunday, uh, when uh, Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, said that. Um, he might have felt unsafe if Black Lives Matter protesters or far-left Antifa activists had stormed the Capitol. Well, he's going to speak for himself. You know this, George. You spend time in the Hill. Every member speaks for themselves. I'm not going to tell you what I believe. The reality is... The reality is that John Barrasso, like most Republicans, supports BLM. And that's that's the truth. So we got that going on. They give in to the racial agenda. They give in to the feminist agenda. They give in to the border agenda. You know, ranchers are under attack. United States no longer represents ranchers. They represent the invaders. Illegal immigrants have torn down fences, left bricks of marijuana, stolen vehicles near Carrizo Springs, Texas. According to the Daily Caller, I've heard similar stories myself from the people I talk to. So there's that. Um, you know, so we're going to cover the border in greater detail later this week. But we have our work cut out for ourselves in these red states. We really do. And that's why, you know, we're going to focus on our agenda. We're going to fight COVID fascism and emergency powers, executive power, both at a state and and, and uh, federal level. You know, one of the things that really concerns me now, and I think this is what we need our teams for, because again, the legislatures are going to be out of session soon. Most of them have already reached the deadline where you could even introduce legislation, which is dumb. That needs to change. We need to work on those structural changes. But... You know, you know that even in a state like North Dakota and Montana, they're going to get two, three billion dollars from this COVID bill. Bigger states will get tens of billions of dollars funneled through the state. It's not just the debt and the wasted money. I mean, that's already gone. What I'm saying is, it's the policies that are turbocharged by those expenditures. What do you think they're going to do with it? It's the Congress giving money straight to. State health departments, state education departments. What do you think they're going to use it for? More testing and tracing and spying and COVID fascism and shutting people down. And the education, they're going to use it for child abuse. They're going to use it for their dystopian uh, transgender agenda. God knows what else. Anti-American agenda, racist agenda, you know, anti-white agenda. 
So we need a standing legislative committee and we need to push this in all these red states. This is one of my action items that, wait a minute, even if, if the legislature is out of session, we're going to have a committee that oversees and even has power over the funding where this funding is spent. And, and they need to start passing bills and passing a budget prohibiting this. Because remember, they gave the legislature the power of the purse that was supposed to control the operation of the executive branch. But what if the state executive branch gets more money from the federal government in one piece of legislation than their entire state operating budget from their state you know, tax revenue? The legislature is neutered. They could, they could enact policy. Money is policy. So once that money is spent, we need to spend it on our own things like researching, repurposing cheap dr- drugs for antiviral um, therapeutics. Things like that that are at least useful. You're going to throw money at the education cartel? I don't think we should add at all, but if you're going to have it, let's spend it on like a 1776 project so it's not spent on the 1619 project. So we're going to keep promoting our constitutional sanctuary movement at a state and county level. We're going to promote protecting the citizenry from the growing crime wave, going after the Soros prosecutors and judges and sheriffs, that's that's going to be a big thing, focusing on those local races, fighting refugee resettlement, election fraud. And that's, that, that's what these groups are going to do. So we have a lot to do on that, on that front. And... Um, I'm going to keep you guys updated. So again, if you do want to be a team leader, you could always reach out to me, dhorowitz at blazemedia.com. Now, I just wanted to get to just a couple of quick items here. I'm going to have an article out today on natural immunity. There's more research than ever showing that natural infection conveys greater immunity than even what Pfizer is claiming their vaccine conveys, yet we're still acting as if, you know, nothing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't exist. This is out of the UK. This is from the Telegraph. Biostatisticians are concerned that infections in the community are now so low that false positives are vastly outnumbering true cases, leading to families needlessly being asked to isolate. Basically, what they show is that up to 70% of positive tests on children are false positives. Think about what we are doing to the children. We are masking and isolating them based on fake tests of asymptomatic fake spread, even if they did have it, of a virus that doesn't affect them for masks that don't work but cause harm. When a lot of them already are immune. And this is more emblematic of what's broadly going on. It is... The likelihood of an asymptomatic person spreading is very low to begin with. That's what we've learned now. The likelihood of someone having already had the virus getting it and then spreading it is insanely low. You put the two together and we are now making even the 35-40% of the people that got the virus already mask and isolate 
even when they feel healthy. You put that together. I mean, that has got to be stopped. But here we are. We've already blown through the legislative sessions, barely any hearings. My goal is to really hit the ground running. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot we can do establishing ties to your legislators throughout the offseason, you know, throughout the summer, um, working your county governments, which operate all year round, pressuring the governor and the attorney general on issues, getting involved in the local primaries, which is going to start soon. So there's a lot of things to do. But as far as the legislative sessions, my goal is to have at least, you know, in the 31 states where Republicans control the legislature, a full synchronized agenda with full teams in place to start pushing this December, January. Um, that's the best I could I could hope for. I mean, unfortunately, it's it's kind of too late. A couple of states, I think we're we'll be able to do a couple of things, and I'm still going to be covering that, and certainly in the in the background pushing it from my end when I talk with people and write about things and pressure. This is where we are, folks. We have lost our civilization. It's somewhat comforting, you know, because there's nothing to save anymore. It's, it's, it, it is what it is. The question is, are we going to start from the most conservative parts of America and actually make the governing values reflect our values so that maybe, maybe we m- might no longer be politically homeless? Folks, send this show to every one of your friends, relatives, neighbors, and coworkers. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. So you could really subscribe anywhere, um, but iTunes certainly does help get our message out. Sign up for ConAction.network to be part of our teams, and just I need your patience. It's going to take a little bit of time, depending on the state you're in, to get your team set up. If you are down to be all you can be in our organizing military for liberty, well, Daniel wants you. (laughs) Not Uncle Sam, because I wouldn't advise going to the military now. Maybe, maybe, if we take back our country... Maybe we can actually have a military that is as great as it used to be. Till tomorrow, thank you all for listening. God bless you all.